previously on Sequel Decay. And I should mention something. Uh, Chris Penwell, who was on the show for the last about five minutes last time, yeah, and we said would be joining us today, is unfortunately not here. We're very sad that he isn't, because we would love you guys to hear him and his opinions on things, but uh, we'll have to get him next time. We're sending condolences to Chris Penwell's family. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those, those good wishes. Dear Mr. Slash Mrs. Penwell, yeah. sorry, sorry we killed your son. Yeah. We're fucking recording! Jesus Christ! The police will use this against us! This is staying in. It's all canon. It's all... It's all... Sequel Decay canon is confirmed. We have officially killed off Chris I mean, considering what happened with Chris, I know he's gone, but there's no reason for us to have to take a break. The audience needs to hear what we thought of the latest Cape Ship movie, you know? What am I going to do for a guest this week? Oh my god. The show's developing a plot. What the fuck? Oh. Chris. Aren't you dead? Hello and welcome to another episode of Sequel Decay, where we struggle to get through the day one franchise at a time. I'm Chris Ranta, and with me today is neither Brandon or Stefan. Instead, I'm being joined by Chris Penwell. Uh, it's an improvement, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. Uh, yeah. I'm, just te- I'm just teasing. Well, I mean, at least they showed up to the endgame discussion. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's very true. We said we were taking a week off, and Stefan and Brandon are, but because I like to keep myself busy, I figured we would just record an episode today. Yeah. So, to make up for the Avengers Endgame episode, Chris, what did you think of Avengers Endgame? Oh, well, I loved Avengers Endgame. Okay, that's right. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) But let's talk about something more important. What, than comic book movies? Oh, yeah. You mean to tell me there's something more important than Hellboy 2019? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah, no, I guess we can talk about something more important than cape shit. What would you like to talk about? We decided to talk about this week uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory oh, and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Christ. Factory. <laughs> um, okay, Chris, why don't you. Why don't we start with the shit one? Okay. And just get it over with. Yeah. So, why don't you introduce our first film? Okay, so this movie came out in 2005. It was directed by Tim Burton. And it told the, tells the same story uh, as the other one, kind of. But it goes into way too much exposition. <laughs> film stars Johnny Depp, Freddie Highmore, Helena Bonham right. Carter. A bunch of child actors who have pretty much not worked since. Who play stereotypes. Who, yeah, who basically just play gigantic caricatures. Yeah. Basically follows the same story because it's based on the exact same book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory by Roald Dahl. It's oh. it's about a boy who gets one of five golden tickets to go to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. And there we meet the reclusive Wonka and all the zany shit that happens along the way. This is a weird one we're doing for the show because usually we focus on franchises and their sequels we don't talk about a book adaptation and its remake yeah so i don't know if this is even going to be just a standard sequel decay but there's also going to be a prequel series that's coming up soon that is true yeah so that it will become a series at some point so yeah i I guess there's that tom and jerry one too fuck it (laughs) we really did just decide to scrape the bottom of the barrel for an episode i wanted to do silent hill 
I wouldn't. I would say like Willy Wonka is like a genuine classic. Oh yeah, no, Willy Wonka is great, but we will get to that. Yes. Um, starting off with the shit. So this was at the height of Tim Burton's career. Yeah, I think. I, I'd say I so. would argue that this is where Tim Burton was at his peak. I think. Yeah. Um, he was still making a lot of really, really weird original films. Like Big Fish <laughs> came out a couple years prior to this. I think a Sleepy Hollow movie did relatively okay. Yeah. The only big bomb I can see in that period for him was. Right? No, no, that one was much, much better received than okay. like say Planet of the Apes. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, yeah. Tim Burton was at the height of his powers at this point. Like even this movie got really good uh, critical response. Yeah, really good critical reception. Yeah, it's got around a 74 75% Rotten Tomatoes score, which is it's crazy. 80, it's an 82 on Rotten Tomatoes. 82? 82. Damn. And it's, um... Medic- like, this isn't a completely shit movie. Like, there's some positives there's, to this film. Yeah, like, there's good things about this movie, and yeah. I feel like we might as well just start off with them. Yeah, let's start off positives. So. Let's, let's start off nicely, because, I yeah. mean, I don't hate this movie. I just don't think it's no, a very... No, it's just okay. What are some nice things you have to say about uh, Charlie and... Baby? I think this is well shot. It's, it's got some really cool shots in this film. The lighting's great. I, I just like cinematography overall. Yeah, like it, it feels like a Tim Burton film in that it's oh, yeah. technically very competent. It's very... Like the set design is gorgeous. Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, The production design overall is incredible. The lighting's great. The cinematography's really solid. It feels like a Tim Burton film visually yeah. and Tim Burton films are usually visually stunning but he, he's one of the few directors in hollywood right now who's on generally uh, an auteur i would you say know? one of the like big mainstream he... ones that's a genuine auteur yeah yeah it's like at least visually because auteur can but go if, either way if you look at this movie you and you you know okay that's tim burton yeah well exactly and yeah. i mean like he has that trademark style mm-hmm. and it's definitely nice to look at yeah i mean it doesn't completely make up for everything However, I'm going to talk about a point that is going to be controversial. Okay, bring it. I actually kind of like Johnny Depp as Willy Wonka. I do too. There's things about the performance I'm not very keen on. And there's things that I prefer Gene Kelly. Or Gene Kelly. Fuck! (laughs) Hello, show business. (laughs) Gene Wilder? Oh, yeah, it's Gene Wilder. I'm going to fuck this up again, I swear to God. Fuck. Okay, so Depp's performance isn't perfect per se. No. You'd agree with me on that. And there's definitely things where I'd prefer Gene Wilder over Depp. But at the same time, they had to change up the formula. They had to change up, Because, like, Gene Wilder's performance as Willy Wonka is iconic. Mm -hmm. And I like how how Depp really took this role and made it his own. Um, I'd say his role is kind of like he's more childish, and that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, yeah, he's much more childish. He definitely doesn't have that facade. He's yeah. completely transparent. You know exactly who he is from second one. Whereas in Willy Wonka, there's something about him. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy to the kids, but there's still something that feels off. Like it's a phony facade, like a corporate facade. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, I, I like how Depp's a little more transparent in his performance. And I think that's also the way he's written. I can see why that would probably not work for everybody. Because yeah, like if you compare like Willy Wonka and Charlie... When he when the kids are introducing themselves to him. In Charlie, he's like roasting them left, right, and fucking center. Yeah. Like he straight up just calls the kid a fat ass. <laughs> essentially. And then in Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, doesn't insult anybody. He gives them fair shake. Yeah. He just genuinely introduces themselves. He's like, I'm so happy to see you. Um I also really like the addition of the cue cards. Yeah. I don't know why. It just it's we're kind of fun. Chocolate Factory still. So, yeah. yeah, of course we're still. Yeah. yeah, like I liked how Johnny Depp's just reading off the fucking cue cards. 
that was kind of funny. Yeah. He's a likable asshole. That's what I like about him. Not even like, really a likable asshole, but like a relatable one in the sense of like when the yeah. kids finally get their comeuppance, you're just like, uh, yeah, I yeah. kind of feel that way. Like when we were watching it together, I said to you, this is like watching, if a, if you were to follow a slasher movie formula for a mm-hmm. kid's movie where you don't give a fuck about the main characters yeah. and you just want to see, you know, the killer get rid of all these mm-hmm. kids. And that's how I kind of felt something would happen to one of the kids and, you know, they disappeared wherever the fuck and Johnny Depp's just like, whatever. But there's also some nuance, nuances to this movie. Like one, one part was Veruca's father when he first meets kind of Wonka. And he just like looks at him like he's a monster. That was interesting. Of course, Brandon text during recording. Yeah, and those and those nuances are really solid, and you know they're really cool to kind of watch like these little nods here and there of like the way people act towards Wonka, or the way Wonka to- mm-hmm. acts towards other people. Is there anything else positive that we can say about this movie? Yeah, I mean, like, like gone there's the some other things that that I liked about Wonka's character. I thought the I, I actually think the comedy is pretty funny. Like, there's actually some genuinely funny parts. Okay, like how instead. Like in uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, he takes the business card, right? But like in Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, Wonka actually throws the business card in a funny way. And then there was another part where he's like, he imitates Ruka's father's accent, which is pretty hilarious too. Um, you know, when he threw the business card behind him, yeah. I immediately thought that I think Ryan Johnson <laughs> took inspiration from... yeah. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when directing The Last Jedi. Ryan Johnson, please tweet at us if mm-hmm. that's the case. Thank you. I'd really appreciate but that. But I'm, I'm trying to think of some other positives. Like, I like how dark the film got at times. Yeah. like it's quite interesting. It's definitely a darker movie than Willy Wonka was. I respect its ambitions. I don't, re- yeah. I don't really know if I like the overall execution of it per se, no, no. but I respect the movie's ambition. The effects, I thought, held up pretty well. They held up okay, like... Especially watching Willy Wonka immediately afterwards, yeah. which was the smarter thing to do. How great the practical effects are in that movie, mm-hmm. but in Charlie, it just felt so like the CGI and stuff felt so manufactured. Yeah, it feels so fake to me. That's just more of a thing with me. Yeah, I, I, I kind of liked it more than you did. Yeah, no, I I think yeah, you like this movie a little bit more than I do, but I think yeah. we're still on the fuck this movie train. Cool, we're uh. I think that's it for positives. I can read my notes. Wow. I think we're good to go. Okay, let's take a shit on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. All aboard the fuck train. (laughs) (laughs) Don't touch that squirrel's nuts. Let's just talk about the first 10 minutes, because you and I were yeah. bitching about the first 10 minutes for <laughs> it's three 15. fucking... Oh, sorry. oh, yeah, no, it's like more like it the was... first 15 or 20 it... minutes. Yeah, it was rough. So... It's really rough. So for those of you who haven't seen Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, yeah. about the first 15 or so minutes of the film is pure exposition mm-hmm. when compared to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which uses a more visual storytelling approach. This movie just wants to tell you everything and everything and sometimes exposition dumps are fine. When you're introducing a world for the first time, like in a sci-fi movie or something, yeah. you're, you're gonna have to do a little bit of exposition. That's fine. Little bits here and there aren't a problem. But when you're dumping it and dumping it and dumping it yeah. was like you could take the first 15 minutes of this movie and make it fun yeah just solely through visual storytelling you could make that five minutes like uh-huh. this movie is it just almost felt like they wanted to make it way too long yeah because it's, like, way, it's like, way too fucking long 
the the thing is that they focus up more on Wonka's backstory, which isn't particularly needed. Uh, it's also not interesting. It's not that interesting. Like we have this five minute tirade into Wonka making this chocolate um, bloody palace <laughs> for an Indian uh, prince or something like that. It's yeah, really weird. that was just weird or. Like, the flashback to how he got the Oompa Loompas, which is more or less faithful to how mm-hmm. they talk about it in Willy Wonka, but, like, it's a it's like two lines in Willy Wonka, whereas, like, yeah. here it's, like, this long stretch of narration and a whole scene, like, it just, it feels like they tried to make this movie longer and they tried to expand on things and none of it's really necessary. And you don't relate to the characters either because they tell the story, they don't show it. Like in exactly. in Willy Wonka, like I felt attached to the characters and I, I felt bad for Charlie when, you know, he was broke and he couldn't buy the... He, yeah. Like, there was a sense of anticipation when Charlie's opening the Wonka bars for the golden ticket. But in this but movie, in, there isn't. in this movie, there isn't. You don't have that emotional attachment. The, the, the chocolate factory doesn't seem that wonderful. It's all bland and white and nasty to look at, you know? I don't like, think it's nasty. It's not nasty. It's just boring. Yeah, I think the big problem is, is that they took a lot of the same design ideas from Willy Wonka. Yeah. So, yeah, when we kind of get that reveal, it's like, it's kind of... Yeah. It feels like an updated... The chocolate factory scenes when you go into that, um, that first field or whatever, pretty <laughs> much does... Like, I won't say the exact same. I'm sure there's minor differences here and there and it is more updated thanks to like cgi and stuff like that but that's probably why it doesn't really affect us now is because we're like yeah we've seen the original this doesn't do anything for us um i'll just say one good thing that we forgot to say uh there was this funny joke where the old man is swearing about one of the golden ticket winners on the tv and then he (laughs) charlie gets his ears covered as the old man's like swearing like are you son of a yeah, that was <laughs> that was hilarious. Least, that was a clever way to play with limitations. Yeah, but because yeah, like I feel like if think it was just PG, but it is problematic with its characters. Oh Jesus Christ! Yes, um, like stereotypes <laughs> up the wazoo. We are not going to talk about. Some I of like the... grapes. Oh no! Okay, we're going <laughs> to talk about the fact that like the only character with Alzheimer's in this movie oh. is Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons, and it's embarrassing. Oh. No. Oh my god. They treat her like she's an idiot. Yeah, That's they basically horrible. just treat her like, again, like Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons. Just yeah. a fucking oaf who yeah. just says random things and it's funny because she said I like rapes. If they did it with like a little ounce of tragedy, yeah. maybe it would have worked, but it still would have felt baity as shit. Yeah. So I don't really know what he could have done to make that better. I don't know. Um, but there were like Germans making sausage. There was. We are not going to talk about that one scream that Johnny Depp does in the movie to call the Oompa Loompas. Yeah, like it, there's little, there's lots of little weird stereotype things. Like this movie feels dated. Fat kid jokes. Fat kid jokes. Um, yeah. I guess if you really don't like your fat shaming in Endgame, you're gonna fucking hate it here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, honestly, I don't think it... It doesn't anger me or anything. Like, I'm not, like... I'm not ready to boycott Charlie and the Chocolate Factory who oh. gives a shit. There was, like... There was another troubling thing where like, there was this tribal kind of, like... No, no. It was, like, in Africa. Yeah. And they were trading animals for chocolate. Okay, I think it was in the bathroom when that happened. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were trading animals for chocolate okay, in the market. I, okay, I missed a scene. That's... It wasn't tribal. It was, like, in Africa. Dodo's Africa? Huh? Gonna no. take a lot to drag no, no. me away Copyright. from Copyright. you. Copyright. 
And that's a copyright strike from Toto, and that's a hint for next week's episode where we yeah. talk about the Wizard of Oz and Return to Oz. What? <laughs> you know what also is problematic? What? The fucking songs. Oh yeah, we can talk about the fucking songs. Oh, we gotta talk about the fucking God. songs, kids. Let's talk about the fucking songs. Oh, that was a great... I got I got Shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of my studio. Big hairy this episode is over. Goodbye. <laughs> I got this gloop so big and vile. <laughs> I've never Ugh. wanted to fucking shoot myself. And then we watch this movie. And then every so often when I'm sitting there thinking about real things, we start singing that. So what do you hate about the songs? Uh, everything. Yeah. I, I hate that they are stupid. I hate that they are completely tone like they're so completely tonally distant from what's going on in the movie. Yeah. Like the songs feel they feel like they're aping on trends. Obviously, like I said, mm-hmm. there was one that felt like that sounded like a Beatles song. Uh, they referenced Beatles multiple times. They yeah, they referenced a lot and. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, oh, that's a Beatles reference. That's a Beatles reference. And you're just sitting there looking at me like, are you okay? And I'm going, I think yeah. I'm having a stroke. Because <laughs> <laughs> after a while, I started swearing, that's a Beatles reference. I no, really like, don't like the Impa Loompas either. Like, they're the same copy of the same guy. And it's just, yeah, it's a bit, I think it takes me out of it a little bit. I think it's kind of interesting that they did it that way. Mm. But I think... I hated, like, the voices. Like, they were, like, some dupe kind of voices and then some maybe high voices. And it just, like, sounded awful to me. Like, all the voices. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I think, if anything, I just found that their presence in the movie was merely obnoxious. Yeah. They didn't add anything. No, they were not whatsoever. They were not needed. I think if the songs were a million times better, or if the movie was more musical, I think the songs would work so much better. They just come out of nowhere. Yeah, that's the thing. They just kind of come out of nowhere. Again, they're aping on pop trends, at least of the time and of the past. It's like a rocky kind of one. There's like a... Yeah, there's there's a heavy metal one. There's a Beatles one. I like the references in one of the songs uh, at the end of Mike TV's, where there's like a psycho reference all kinds of oh yeah stuff going on that's kind of cool that one was okay again how many kids are gonna know psycho <laughs> also it's funny they reference psycho in a movie where freddie highmore goes on to play or yeah that's actually kind of that's actually yeah that's actually kind of funny that he goes on dates. <laughs> When you just think about that in that context only. The opening song as well, where Willy Wonka's getting introduced for the oh, first time. That was super creepy. So... No, it's not even creepy. It's fucking obnoxious. This is really obnoxious. Like, <laughs> all the songs in this movie. Willy Wonka! Willy Wonka! <laughs> We're going to take a short intermission. Oh, oh, ow! Shit! Ow! <laughs> now, if you can shut the fuck up now. <laughs> no. We're just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I think the I think our seven viewers know that. <laughs> <laughs> don't think we don't look at the analytics, you assholes. No. Share this, like, <laughs> subscribe. Don't forget to ring that. We <laughs> 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 even take a dislike. I don't care. No, but like all the songs are fucking obnoxious and they're yeah. annoying and they, they just feel just forced in there. Yeah, it'd be a better movie without. It would be the so much numbers. better without the musical numbers. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, cut those out because I think honestly the Oompa Loompa shit. All those musical numbers would probably amount to about what two <laughs> two and a half minutes of footage. Yeah. They should have reduced the flashbacks uh-huh. and then that moment of Christopher Lee, which I like in this film by the way, as the father. 
Um, it's just Christopher Lee. Yeah, it's Christopher Lee. He was kind of phoning it in, honestly. He was phoning it in, but you know, but, he's always but Christopher Lee phoning it in that, is still that, great. That, yeah, that goddamn voice, man. Yeah, like if they cut the songs, like you said, and if they cut the flashbacks, mm-hmm. honestly, I think even having the daddy issues as a reveal at the end would have been a lot more interesting. Yeah, it would have been because at least then it's like this it's something different. Thing. It's it's something different. It gives you something unique, and it would make. I think honestly, it would make the justification for why Willy Wonka is being really antagonistic. Mm-hmm towards Charlie, Charlie's family a lot more meaningful and at least have a lot more of a justifiable payoff but here it's just like we know this it doesn't feel fresh to us if anything it's just kind of grating hearing and that whole again. like oh I hate parents I hate that word it's like that just feels so forced that felt like actually I think honestly if it was a little more subtle and they yeah. just kind of built it up that way and the they thing... didn't have any of the flashbacks that would have been really cool this movie doesn't know what the word subtle is like, I no, don't think no. Tim Burton knows what the word subtle is. No, Tim Burton because, absolutely does not. Yeah. But then again, I also know some great filmmakers that don't either. Like Spike Lee doesn't know what subtlety yeah. is, but he makes amazing films out of that. Mm-hmm. And he also knows how to use that lack of subtlety effectively. He knows how to do it meaningfully. And he knows how to use it in a way where he can like punch you in the fucking face with his movie, like in Black Klansman, or do the right thing, mm-hmm. and make it fucking meaningful and make it really hit. Tim Burton does not know how to do yeah. that in this goddamn fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Because he's really good at making a very specific type of movie. He's really good at making like little bedtime story movies like Edward Scissorhands. His two Batman movies, which I guess kind of fall under that same umbrella to an extent. And fucking Beetlejuice. <laughs> I like Be- Big Fish. But again, bedtime story movie. Oh, I guess. Like, like the little fable-ish kind of things. Yeah. Like they feel like fairy tales. Yeah, like those <laughs> movies I think are where he's at his best. I, I think his movies are just interesting to watch. And that's why I enjoy watching his stuff. Mm-hmm. Personally, if it's even bad, like it's, it's still interesting to look at. There's I no think, grounded character. No, there's no grounded character. There's no di- like. There's such a sheer difference between both of them, like mm-hmm. Charlie and the others. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so weird. Like, yeah, no, and it just blows my mind because, like, yeah, Charlie's like this perfect little angel in the movie. Yeah, and the kids are all unbearable shitheads, and Johnny Depp as Michael Jackson is weird. There's no humanity to these characters. Yeah, they're fucking caricatures, and it's mm-hmm. boring. Die! Die! Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I thought that was Josh Hutcherson for a little bit. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Like, is that that kid from the Hunger Games and Zathora? <sighs> like, no, and like the whole movie is just. That's the thing. Like, you have no one to really relate to, you have no one to really connect to. The surrogate is yourself. <laughs> Like, Charlie should be your surrogate through this, kind of. And he isn't. And he isn't, because he's basically sidelined the whole movie as soon as they get to the factory. And it's probably because, oh, Johnny Depp's a bigger star, so we'll just focus his, the story on him. Yeah, no, and, and it's fine if you want to have that moment where fucking Johnny Depp, you know, says like, oh, I don't like families that much because of my history with my father. Again, it should have been the super minor moment, but that's here and there. If you want to give Willy Wonka more fucking back story just in the name of giving Johnny Depp more screen time whatever but it doesn't work but it it, it misses that mystery of the character it misses the mystery mm-hmm. of the factory we need well, you know even if they build it's... up a little bit of a mystery throughout of like why is Wonka why can't Wonka say the word parents why yeah. does that trouble him so much like that would even be interesting the movie just reveals its cards right away yeah and it's like Austin Powers it's like daddy daddy wasn't there Oh, yeah. <laughs> Austin Powers and Goldmember is a better movie than Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Confirmed. 
So, so overall, mate, like, what, what did you think of this movie? Overall? Yeah. Um, what would you rate it? Well, I mean, um, we do a thumbs up, thumbs down system here. Oh, Chris, okay. Christopher okay. Penwell. You know, if you were at the fucking Avengers episode, you'd know this. This would be a thumbs down for me. Um, this would have been middle of the road if things were a little more... I don't know, if things were maybe done differently, maybe executed a lot better, or even a thumbs up. But as it stands right now, don't. I... Put my uh, thumb sideways, like... Oh, so you're middle of the road on this. I'm middle of the road on this, yeah. yeah. Because I, I do think this movie is designed really well. Like, the uh, the sets, the cinematography is, is really interesting. Um, I do like most of the score as well, but... Uh, I remember nothing about the score. I know. Yeah, yeah. But um, I did enjoy this movie quite a bit, uh, despite its uh, problems. Uh, and I, I do think Johnny Depp is a pretty good uh, Johnny... Uh, I was about... Johnny Depp is a pretty good Johnny Depp. <laughs> Johnny He's the D- only Johnny Depp yeah. that will ever Johnny Depp in the history of Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is a good Willy Wonka. All right, so that's... Okay, we're done shitting on that movie. We're going to take a short intermission to hang ourselves. Oh, God. Oh, shit, we're recording. <laughs> I'm going to introduce our next film. A film that actually doesn't really need much of an introduction. Nope. But Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is a 1971 musical family film. Directed by Mel Stewart and written by Roald Dahl and... Himself? Pardon? Himself. Yeah, Roald Dahl, Roald Dahl himself, who also wrote the book Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And also it was co-written by David Seltzer, but he was uncredited in the final cut. The movie stars Gene Wilder, Jack Albertson, Peter Ostrom, Roy Kinnear, and many other people but none of them are Johnny Depp and much like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and the book that both of these films are based on a boy named Charlie gets one of the five golden tickets they go to the Chocolate Factory they meet Willie Wonka yada 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 and hijinks fucking ensue did I say Gene Kelly or Gene Wilder when I was like Gene Wilder oh thank fuck Thank fucking God. We're going to go back and edit this. And Gene Kelly, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a completely different film. That'd be... It's still a fucking musical. I'm singing the Chuck. Moving on. So, so Chris, what did you think of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? It's an absolute classic. I love it. It's yeah, so great. <laughs> yeah, like I haven't watched it for about ten years, I'd say. Yeah, like I, I even said to you, like this is the first time I watched it in like ten or fifteen years. Yeah. Like I haven't, I haven't really thought about this. And it's aged very either. well. Yes. Oh my god, absolutely. Yeah. Like we're both born roughly in the nineties. Yeah. We're both in our twenties. Yeah. This movie is still somehow a staple of our childhood. As I was saying to you earlier, this movie didn't do that well financially when it came out in theaters initially and it did better over um tv airings and home video as it seems like apparently a lot of films back then did um but yeah no like it's just it's one of those movies like charlie and the chocolate factory like the tim burton one feels very a little darker than it should at times but it also feels totally disastrous because it doesn't know what the fuck it wants to be something we forgot to mention actually (laughs) you're talking about charlie and chocolate no i mean like the tone oh we forgot to talk about the tone completely but uh tldr the tone is fucking everywhere in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Here it's like there's little moments 
consider a little creepy, but this is mostly a family-friendly film. Yeah, like, it's whimsical, it's hopeful, it's yeah. sweet, it's charming. And Willy Wonka actually generally cares for the children. But there's nothing, like, the people that talk about this movie as if it's a fucking horror film because of the boat scene alone mm. are idiots in my eyes. Because, yeah, like, if you watch <laughs> the rest of the movie, it's sweet, it's funny, it's yeah. kind of, you know, like, it's just kind of charming and nice and it's fucking harmless like nobody mm. dies at the end yeah you don't see the kids leave the factory yeah at all you still I mean, he says that they're just going to be as normal as they were but yeah perhaps they might have changed like, a little bit a little bit and i actually kind of like that ambiguity i like yeah. how you don't know what happened to them subtlety well, not even that, just <laughs> mystery just kind of makes you think like oh god what the fuck are they gonna turn out like whereas in charlie and the chalk factory it's like we see those mike tv shots. is fucking mr fantastic <laughs> <laughs> yeah and honestly, like, besides Mike TV and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I think most of the other kids that, when they left the factory, they looked more or less the same. Yeah, apparently. That's what he says. Yeah, like, it was, like, they were more or less the same kids, and none of them died. And that's the thing, is, like, when you watch, um, Willy Wonka, it's like, yeah, you know none of these kids fucking die. Like, obviously, they were put into some shitty situations, but they kind of threw themselves into there. Yeah. So it's, it's not like you feel absolutely mortified for these kids, and you don't really feel for their parents either. You understand the position that they've been thrown into, and you empathize with them yeah which is more than what i can say for the parents in charlie mm -hmm. they established the mystery so much better in this film mm -hmm. like i remember there was like a man by the gate when charlie looks into the factory yeah and he says nobody ever goes in and nobody ever goes out yeah like that was effective or even like the guy who confronts him in the alley when he gets the yeah. golden ticket you know nothing about that guy till the end of the movie and you realize he's working yeah. for willy wonka spoilers for this movie that came out fucking 50 years ago and i got damn exposition drops thank god oh yeah like there's like the first 15 minutes of this is basically visual storytelling you pretty much get what's going on you get where you get charlie's position in life he's not this perfect angel though which i really liked i yeah. like how he's just this scrappy he kid. Is yeah he's, he's just this scrappy kid that's trying to help provide for his family yeah but he's still kind of that kid at heart where mm -hmm. he wants to go to wonka's factory and it looks it's so sweet when he gives like his chocolate to his grandpa parents yeah. and stuff like that like that's such a heartwarming moment but like in the in the charming and chocolate factory you just don't get that it's like no. oh i'm a nice kid well <laughs> and there's well and there's also that scene when they open up i think it was the second bar and he looks at grandpa joe and he goes you know it wouldn't taste as good with the, with the golden ticket oh, anyway the, and it's so the best lines. sweet it, but like it hurts at the same time it, it kind of hurts oh. well it kind of hurts but it's also like you know what that was a really sweet moment to have it's best sweet yeah. yeah, like, it's just this really bittersweet moment. You're like, Charlie genuinely wants to make his grandfather feel better that mm -hmm. they didn't get the golden ticket. Because really, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it's more the grandfather that's more mm -hmm. concerned about it than Charlie. The world building was much better as well. Like, it oh. was wacky. And you get these segments in between, like, the golden ticket winners where there's, like, these stupid scenarios that happen. <laughs> and it's hilarious. I, I really like <laughs> the fucking... I, was it... It was Violet's dad, right? Yeah. The one who's the fucking used car salesman. Every fucking second he's got, come down to my used car shop. <laughs> I, I think, uh, yeah, it is Violet's. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Violet's dad. But one of, what, there's, there's like a ransom note asking for like the box of uh, Wonka chocolates. <laughs> Wonka bars. There's the and then, auction. And then there's the psychologist believing patients 
the patient's crazy dream so he can find the golden ticket himself. <laughs> like he wants to know, tell me what you saw in that dream. <laughs> <laughs> so like they're so desperate and it's funny. There's also a British teacher who's kind of a dick. Yeah, like and kind of like it's it's wacky in the way like a movie like it's a mad 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 world is wack and it's just like kind of this like silly rat race to find these golden tickets. However, it's not three hours. But no, and it's just I yeah I agree with you. I really like the world building because it's just yeah. it's fun. It's nice. I know that hysteria just adds to drama to the story mm-hmm. as well because um, the grandparents say you know there's two billion people looking for uh, Wonka bars and and then that just builds that anticipation of like Charlie opening the bunk bar mm-hmm. and then seeing the golden ticket well yeah it's his once in a lifetime opportunity yeah you know going back to Beatles references mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of like the hysteria around the Beatles and their American debut on the Ed Sullivan show yeah. in a way I literally just forced that in there because they made a bunch <laughs> of Beatles references in a Tim Burton movie and I just went <laughs> another, another subtle moment I like is how they introduce Wonka rather than have this obnoxious song there's silence it's absolute silence as he just kind of slowly walks up to them with a cane walks up to them with a cane he's got a little bit of a limb and, and then around. he's about to fall and then he just gets back up and, he, it just, and you immediately know what what kind of character you know what kind is. of person he is yeah. you know he's mysterious you know that he's charming you know that he's a little goofy and silly yeah. and I mean Gene Wilder fucking sells it too he is he is fantastic like, like Gene Wilder is one of those actors that I, I just love to no end like I love him in pretty much every Mel Brooks movie he's been in yeah. he's just one of those he's just a great great actor I'd say it's probably one of the most iconic roles in cinema he's oh fuck yeah yeah absolutely like he he is Willy Wonka nobody else is ever gonna take that away from him I mean you can try all you fucking want I'm sure that there are people that could probably do a really good job if say they were to readapt Gene Wilder is Willy Wonka there's no ifs ands or buts about it he's so good in the role dives right in he doesn't hesitate he makes it his own and you don't know what he's thinking exactly you never know what he's thinking he's so unpredictable and then like at the end we see that humanity inside him mm-hmm. he shows kind of like an empathetic kind of side of him where he's like upset that you know charlie failed and then he shows my boy you've done it you've won the golden ticket and, and you've won the competition all the time well, because he gives back the the um everlasting gobstopper yeah yeah just that's another subtle moment that wasn't really it's subtle a very moment. quiet kind of moment there's where, a, like the clock was going in the background there's a lot of moments of just silence in this movie that are really nice yeah like the tim burton movie feels so noisy yeah it feels so noisy like it definitely feels like it's mm-hmm. appealing to kids but it's not at the same time again i don't know who the fuck that movie was made for this movie like there's moments of silence there's yeah. moments that ground the characters in reality despite all the crazy shit that's going on uh-huh. it feels like it feels like a real movie and the script is so good as well. oh the script is so good and it's so well written the quips from it's like, so the different clever characters, and the... it's so funny and like yeah there's little <laughs> things here and there like i think charlie and the chocolate factory is a little more faithful to the book but it's by red doll no no and that's what i was gonna say is like roll doll's script for willy Wonka is like a million times better yep. than the script for charlie and it's written by the author so yeah. who gives a shit how faithful it is it's so clever and 
and quick and smart, doesn't feel boring or dry. Yeah. All the characters are lively and interesting, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, the kids, like, the other kids around Charlie are still yeah. blatant caricatures. But it I doesn't... love Farouk's father. Oh, yeah. But he's it's... so hilarious. Like, he's just so yeah. desperate to make his daughter happy. But, but also, <laughs> you know, the performances kind of drive that too, right? Yeah. And I think, like, because we complained a lot about the caricature stuff in Charlie. Yeah. It doesn't feel like as much of an issue because, one, Charlie's a much better written character. It's more humanity um, in the characters. Two, the performances are so good yeah. across the board. Yeah, like, it just, it doesn't seem to matter as much when you kind of yeah. sit there and think about it. Because, yeah, when I was watching the movie, I'm like, there's still caricatures but I don't mind as much and that's mm-hmm. why is because like you know the performances are so much better and everything feels a little more grounded in reality and the movie doesn't feel like a fucking cartoon it's it's really hard to kind of talk about this movie because there's really it's such a classic and everyone's kind of talked it to death yeah I, but I, I would say what I'd say one of the most iconic songs in movie history is Pure, Pure Imagination mm-hmm. that is just such an amazing moment being you know being shown the factory for the first time yeah the 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 score of the music in the background it's swelling up it swells up um and then you get that with Willy Wonka's kind of like um unpredictable personality adding adding to that song like Mm. he he really gives a fantastic performance as he's singing this song oh yeah that was another thing we're going to talk about was the musical numbers yeah because I know there's one that you and I both thought just could have been cut entirely. Now that I think about it, I, I kind of like it. No, no, I, I like the song. It's I a very, it's very mellow moment of like, we'll, we'll explain the song. It's um like, uh, Cheer Up Charlie. Yeah. Like near the beginning of the song, the, the movie. Yep, Diana Lee's number. Yeah. And it's, it's nicely sung. Um, you see Charlie walking around the streets. Like it could have been a bit shorter maybe. Um, it did yeah, go yeah. on for a bit. It's, it's a really long song. And but it's, it's a, emotional you like once again you give you you're attaching yourself to the character and his disappointment and it's kind of a sad moment as well like it really works for me but yeah it could have been short yeah i think it could have been shorter but honestly for me i think it could have been just cut out entirely because it just feels like the way the scene's set up like the scene just kind of ends as charlie leaves the room yeah and it could have just ended with her just looking out and even if she sang a couple lines of the song and then it ended but uh, we see more of the family like they actually care for charlie and oh yeah it it just shows the empathetic side of this film that you know charlie and chocolate factory never had surprised at how long the song feels considering it's only like two and a half minutes like it's a very very short song when you kind of look at it isolated it's a really good song isolated on its own i really like it it just kind of feels i felt the movie just kind of came to a grinding halt um something else that you know this might be controversial to say oh boy but i don't like the impa lumpa numbers like i i feel like they're unnecessary they kind of like drive home that bloody moral that you could already kind of tell from what they were saying and showing in the film and i i think it's unnecessary it's kind of dated as well like how it's shown how it's presented so yeah I, I, i'm not a fan of those parts like i never was a fan of those parts as a kid either because i thought oh, oh come on let's let's move on come on we don't need to hear this fucking thing this song the same that. song that plays like five times in the movie look at that chris oh. all those death threats <laughs> they get all those in all those all those seven death threats from the people this <laughs> including my mom yeah, uh, oh shit um, 
I I actually like the songs a lot. I think they're like you're right. It's it's repetitive as shit, but it, it's better than the Charlie. It's it's so much better <laughs> than the ones in Charlie. I think if Tim Burton did like like haunting versions, like more haunting versions of those songs, made them a little creepier. Not too too creepy, but like a little creepier. Instead of doing whatever the fuck those songs were in Charlie. <laughs> I, I think it would have been a much better film. We want to sell the soundtrack, so here's some awesome Oompa Loompa songs to, you know, to... <laughs> yeah, buy the soundtrack so you have something to cry yourself to sleep to. <sighs> Augustus Gloop, Augustus Gloop, the great big meaning come through. I hate <laughs> fucking music. But like, yeah, and that's why I don't hate the Oompa Loompa stuff as much. Also, the movie's a musical, so it doesn't bother me as much. The only time it really felt weird was the placement of Veruca's song. Yeah. And then the Oompa Loompa song, like, pretty much immediately after. That wasn't needed. Like, there was... You got the point. No, no, like, the point's there. Like, it almost felt like, yeah, that would would be the only one I'd cut. Would be that one. Yeah. Just because it feels very unnecessary after seeing Veruca's number. I also, like... Uh, the musical references to the songs we hear throughout the film. Like, I like a, I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket in my hand. Yeah. Like, that's referenced throughout the whole film, and it's kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that, that was a fantastic scene as well. You know, as Grandpa um, comes up from his bed, and, you know, he, it's kind of, it kind of feels really satisfying to see him. Mm-hmm. He's so um, joyful to, to go to the, the factory. Yeah. No, I, yeah, the score's great. I don't mind the Oompa Loompa songs as much. Yeah, I, I don't like them personally. No, to each their own. Unlike what these comments say on YouTube. Holy I shit. can't take much more of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it's really hard to kind of talk about this movie because is an iconic classic and I feel it's been talked to death. Um, um, I'd say unless there's uh, something the, else you have. The physical you know. effects are oh. going to age way better. Oh my god, yeah. Like, And I mean, just watch. There's some the weird stuff like green screen that you can obviously see but like most of it yeah, but is I, dated really well. I think it kind of adds to the charm honestly. Oh, fuck yeah. I don't know why. Like, even like if, if it kind of reminds me of like the old Evil Dead movies where like yeah. The practical effects are kind of shitty and dumb, but it's like mm-hmm. it, it just adds to the charm, you know. Like it's just I, I generally nice. think some things are good, like the the um, testing room, oh, yeah. the the foam kind of truck things like. Oh that. no, that stuff's amazing! It's so good. Um, the TV teleportation yeah. room, like. <laughs> Like, everything, like, I'd say yeah. it, it's going to hold up so much better than Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, when I watched, the like I said before, like, when I watched the Practical Effects for Charlie, it just kind of felt, like, manufactured and boring and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, it doesn't also, it also doesn't help that they more or less use the same layout mm. for the Chocolate Factory that they used. To yeah, and they used, the, what took me out of it, actually, was, like, when they used the same lines as the original as well. Yeah. That was really bad. <laughs> Yeah, of course, visually, Willy Wonka's going to age so much better. Yeah. And I think that's why we keep seeing re-releases of Willy Wonka, and we're probably never going to see a re-release of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory mm-hmm. again, is because I'm pretty sure... I forgot about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, honestly. <laughs> it's kind of a forgettable film. It's a really forgettable film. Like, it's yeah. like honestly, if I didn't take notes, I would have been like, what the fuck happened in that movie again? Yeah. Like, because it's boring and stupid, but we're not talking about that movie anymore. We're talking about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And I, I love how ridiculous Gene Wilder is while they're on the phone track. Like oh, he's yeah. just singing some <laughs> <random song. laughs> 
combs everywhere, and he's just like, I'm having the time of my fucking life. <laughs> yeah, he's just so into it. Oh, he's just... having such a good time, yeah. and yeah. it shows. Like, ah, oh, I kind of just want to go watch it again. Why the fucking yeah. Things? Um. So yeah, let's let's um talk about the ending then. Like, it's it's super sweet. It's very wholesome. It ends very quickly. It ends very quickly. Yeah. Like it just ends with them going out the top of the elevator. He offers Charlie the factory. Charlie says yes and brings his family down. And there's no big um, conflicts. Again, I still kind of think that the potential that they would have had if they brought up that conflict in Charlie would have been really good. Mm-hmm. But of course, they fucked it up. So How did they fuck it up? By what in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Oh shit! Okay. Got no, like in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I'm getting it mixed up. When they <laughs> don't. <laughs> one's good, one's bad. Done. Um. No, but like that. No, but when they bring up the conflict towards the end of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and it has to lead to the resolution of him and his fa- of Wonka and his father, you know, that could have been a really good moment. But like we said earlier, it's not. So here, just seeing it, just be like, you got what you wanted. You win at the end of the day. You pass the test. Now, great, you get my factory. That was all done super, super well. And I like how it just kind of ends right there because really, there's no other place you can go with the movie from and there. then it ends with pure imagination it ends with song. pure imagination oh, as the credits roll yeah whereas and then there's the end of charlie and the chocolate factory where it's them having dinner in the factory and it's stupid <laughs> it's like the grinch <laughs> oh, oh fuck yeah no it really did look like the grinch didn't it jesus actually no it looked like the set design for the cat in the hat yeah which was directed by uh tim burton's main production designer bro bo welch oh yes that's okay, why trivia. uh but i mean the cat in the hat is gonna <laughs> maybe age. trivia schmodown champion here <laughs> no <laughs> i'm gonna get emails from christian harloff when this fucking publishes. <laughs> just hey man you want to be on movie trivia schmodown be like i'm busy with the show <laughs> i can't <laughs> i'm stuck in can <laughs> Question, I'll join. I'll join the inner geek team. <laughs> I'll give it a go. <laughs> I don't know, the set designer oh. of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory actually got a few Oscars or something as yes. well. Yes, he did. Before. All right. Which is interesting. Bo Welch was the production designer on Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns, and Space Jets. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but the main three were like, you know, Batman Returns, Beetlejuice, and Edward Scissorhands. And I think, to be honest, with mm-hmm. between you and I, and I guess the audience, all seven of you, I think the cat in the hat is going to look more visually... <laughs> like, the, the visuals in Cat in the Hat are going to age much more gracefully than the ones in Charlie the Chocolate Factory. Maybe you should have brought Bo Welch back, you piece of shit hack. Dirty Tim Burton. I'm sorry, babe, I love you. Tim Burton to Bo Welch, though. <laughs> So, um, just to finish this off, what well, would you rate Willy Wonka and the oh, Chocolate Factory? Oh, this is a thumbs up, I mean. Oh, fucking thumbs like, up like, to the goddamn ceiling. Like, this is, like, <laughs> if you haven't watched it before. What are you doing? Like, go, go fucking, you can probably honestly just go find a copy on Blu-ray for, like, five bucks. You, you don't think, like, nostalgia is any... No, no, I honestly matters. don't. I think it's, no? no, I don't. It's super well made. It's super yeah. charming. I, I mean, if I ever had kids, God forbid, I would show this to them, you know, and I think think honestly to be honest with you i think this movie actually shaped bit of my taste in film I, I yeah like that boat ride scene i think that's why i'm a big david lynch fan <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even 
mention that. No, we didn't because there's really nothing else we can say about it that's really yeah interesting. Like it's fucking trippy and a little creepy, but I don't think it makes the movie a horror film. All it, of a sudden, it shows Gene Wilder's fucking like race. He's so into this film. Oh yeah, like he's just putting his all into it. I, I gotta make you watch. Um, the I old... need to watch another Gene Wilder movie. I, I gotta I make know that for sure. I gotta make you watch the old Gene Wilder Mel Brooks collaboration. Yes, like Blazing Saddles and Frankenstein the producers. Oh, yeah. Favorites. Um, so before we wrap this up, seeing as we have a little bit of time together, before we must say goodbye, <laughs> darling, <laughs> where do you see the future of, I guess, this franchise going, assuming that they want it? Do you think they're going to reboot it? Do you think? Well, they said they were going to do the Willy Wonka um, kind of like prequels, which I'm not happy about, personally. Yeah, but it's also being directed by Paul King, who did the two Paddington movies. So, so I it could be good. I think it might be an okay, maybe be an okay hands. If it was done by Illumination, fucking shoot me now. <laughs> but because it's being handled by someone who really cares about the properties he works on, obviously, mm-hmm. again, looking at the two Paddington movies. I wonder movies, if it's animated or live action. I wouldn't be shocked if it was live action. Yeah. I don't see any reason for them to do who animated. Who would you cast? Who would I cast as Willy Wonka? Well, you said it can't be too old. It well, can't be Jim Carrey because it's a prequel. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, so, yeah, I guess it's a young Willy Wonka. <laughs> Maybe Evan Peters from American Horror Story? I think he could pull it off. I think he could do an okay job. Again, it depends on how young a Willy Wonka you want, though, right? Yeah. They're probably going to cast oh, some schmo. Tom Holland, maybe. No, God, he's too young. He's too young? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think he's way too young. I don't know how old they want to go for this thing. Yeah, that's say... the thing. If it's, like, pretty young, then Tom Holland, for sure. Yeah, I'm going to say at youngest, um... Evan Peters, I'd say... <laughs> Oh god, yeah, I don't even know. If it's like older, then uh, Jim Carrey for sure. Well, honestly, I think I wouldn't mind just seeing another straight adaptation of Willy Wonka. Me but, too. Because you and Me I too. said it earlier. And then um, I could do the sequel. But there's actually yeah, a sequel book. Yeah, Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. And it's very strange that that actually hasn't been adapted yet. Yeah, I'm a little, I wonder if they had any plans like they might have wanted to after yeah, but it wasn't... Tim Burton's movie. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it did well enough. Yeah, I think it did well. Maybe they just didn't have any plans. I'm going like... to look that up. So yeah, it actually made quite a lot of money. Uh, it was $474 million. $968,763, which is uh, quite the insane number. I don't think I can see the... Oh, yeah. So the production budget is $150 million. Okay, so it did fine. Because you yeah. got to realize that, you know, half of that's got to go to the theaters. So yeah. how much was the budget again? $150 million. So they would have had to make about 300 to break even. So they made a small profit. Maybe that's why they just didn't decide. Yeah, maybe it would have declined. Yeah, they figured maybe... Sales uh, or something. Yeah, because 150 is a lot smarterly. Um, but I think if you had an awesome director, a great Willy Wonka, you could really do. You can make this an amazing franchise. Well, who do you think would be a good Willy or a good director for? Who would be a good Willy? My Willy. <laughs> who would be a good Willy? Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> David Yates. David Yates. Um. Yeah, because I guess he's the Harry Potter guy. Yeah. Maybe. Um. Like he makes solid movies. He can direct his cast pretty well. So I think he'd be a really good choice because he he makes those fantastical movies mm-hmm. really well. I mean, I, I really want to see what Paul King's gonna do with it. I don't even know who I think <laughs> would actually be a decent director for a Willy Wonka. 
movie. Um, I know if they ever remade Charlie and the Chocolate Factory for whatever reason, or you know, did another adaptation of the book, I would love to see Crispin Glover play Willy Wonka. Like the fact that that didn't even happen in 2005 fucking pisses me off to this day. <laughs> like Crispin Glover should have been Willy Wonka. That would have been amazing. Now, if honestly, I wouldn't hell, I wouldn't mind seeing like a Crispin Glover starring Willy Wonka movie where it leans a little more on the horror. That would be fucking cool. Yeah, that would be great. But it'll never happen because it won't make money. <laughs> well, I mean, besides the prequel, which will come out eventually. Uh, I do hope we get a proper remake again. I wouldn't mind seeing Because there's a something. lot of things you can do nowadays mm -hmm. with the tech available. Yeah. Um, you can make it a 3D fest. I <laughs> nah. I'd rather, just, <laughs> rather not. But um, yeah, it, it could do really well if Warner Brothers plays their cards right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, but then again, they'd have to play their cards right and not bring back Tim Burton. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of a good director for it. Because uh, I think David Yates would do a decent job, but I don't think it'd be amazing. That's the thing. Yeah, it wouldn't be great. Would just yeah. be fine. I'm. They don't even have anyone cast in this thing. I'm, I'm just looking at the IMDb page for the prequel thing that they're doing. Well, the guy who's writing the script for it was one of the writers on Inside Out. That's a plus. But he was more of just like an additional story material guy. If that'll make things better or worse, but it'll I'm be gonna fine. throw this out there. Who's the director of Looper and Star Wars: the Last Jedi? Ryan Johnson. He might be a good pick. Wow, we're coming full circle. I made fun of him like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> he actually might be a good pick though. Yeah, maybe. Like I mean, he, he does some weird stuff. Yeah. With his movies. And he's got a good pedigree with blockbuster films. The Last Jedi is better than everyone thinks. Thank you very much. Cannot wait for our Star Wars episode where we get death threats. I also think the director of The Greatest Showman might be good. Uh, Michael Gracie. He could give it like a classic look of uh, Willy Wonka, that kind of like look in 60s, 70s kind of thing. That I have be, no... That'd be very great. I have no comment because I haven't seen The Greatest Showman. But yeah, we're, 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 just, uh, we're just talking that Yeah, we're just kind of... So, do you want to wrap it up? Uh, yeah, sure. We should probably do that, shouldn't we? All right, that's it. I think that's all we can really do on this. Chris, would you like to do a quick plug for yes. your show? I do a video game podcast called The Active Quest. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, uh, Google Play, your podcast provider, as well as uh, Podbean. Um, we do uh, weekly video game news, uh, and we go over what we're playing every week. But sometimes we do have a main topic that we discuss that's really interesting. Like, we've done a top five list for our favorite PS3 and 360 games of a special guest, the PlayStation. And uh, we have uh, a few special guests here and there that come and join us, and it's, it's it's been super fun so far we're on episode 21 so feel free to give us a look and uh, watch, uh listen to our stuff um yeah and you can follow them on twitter podbean are you guys on youtube uh kind of yeah kind of that's fair that's a very fair answer <laughs> um, we and still, we, we experiment <laughs> any any links to their content i will be leaving in the description for yep. the video and these um whichever audio provider we end yep. up using and you can follow me on twitter at penwell writes yes all right well that's it for us um we'll be back next week with um for sure stefan i don't think brandon's gonna be on next week mm-hmm so Stefan will be back next week, and so will you. Oh, this is news to me. Okay, well, what are we watching? <laughs> well, Chris, uh, I guess since we're here, we'll do the big reveal. Oh, God. Oh, God. We're going to be watching... Uh... All right, so yeah, what watching next week, Chris? Are you down? Maybe. We'll see. Okay, well, I hope you are. I mean, it's going to be a big episode. We've got, you know, six films to go through. 
All right. Thank you so much, guys, for watching. And uh, Stefan and I for sure will be back next week and possibly even Chris. Bye. Bye.